Well, hello, Jer. Today I'm going to talk about the Hill of Tara. Now, the Hill of Tara is on a hill in County Meath. It's famous for many reasons. First, for being an ancient ceremonial burial site. Actually, it has a lot in common with the megalithic tombs of Newgrange in the World Heritage Site of Brunabonia, also in County Meath. Imagine, these ancient tombs are older than Stonehenge and the pyramids in Egypt. They're approximately 5,200 years old. They're mentioned in the earliest Irish literature of the 9th century and are associated with many Irish legends. For instance, the pursuit of Diarmid and Gronya, when Diarmid's body is taken back to Brunabonia. And second, because the Hill of Tara is recorded as the seat of the High Kings of Ireland, the Ardri. There is a big standing stone which is believed to be the Leophile, the Stone of Destiny. And it's on that stone that a true King of Ireland is crowned. Legends say that the stone was brought to Ireland by the magic tribe called the Tuatha de Danann. The stone is said to give out a roar when a rightful king puts his foot on it. The stone originally lay on the Mound of Hostages. The Mound of Hostages is a round hill which encases a chambered passage. The central chamber is aligned with the sunrise at the time of Samhain, in the same way that the sun lights up the central burial chamber of Newgrange. However, the passage which leads into the centre of the Mound of Hostages is shorter than the passage into Newgrange, and as a result, there is less precision with the alignment with the sun. This extraordinary effect happens when Samhain marks the beginning of the winter solstice, and again when there is another festival called Imbolc on the 1st of February, which marks the beginning of spring. The 1st of May marks the festival of Balchina as the beginning of summer and Lunasa on the 1st of August as the beginning of autumn. In all, there are four dates which were considered as days to be celebrated. Early Irish records tell us that the 1st of August marks the feast of a gathering called the Festival of Tara, which was held at Samhain. The burial chambers were opened and were seen as portals of the other world. Samhain today is known as Halloween. With the arrival of Christianity, the dates of many pagan festivals were converted into Christian festivals, and this happened when the church adopted Halloween. The apostrophe in Halloween indicates the omission of a letter. In this case, the E apostrophe EN means Eve or even or eventide. The 31st of October is the Eve of All Hallows. Hallow means holy, as in the Our Father, hallowed be thy name. So Halloween means the Eve of All Saints Day, the 1st of November. Halloween used only to be celebrated in Ireland, Scotland, the Isle of Man and Wales, but now it is celebrated all over the world. Niall of the Nine Hostages took over Tara in the 5th century and it became the ceremonial seat 
of the O'Neills for many years. The kingship of Tara rotated between the southern and the northern O'Neills until the 11th century. Many centuries later, in 1798, the United Irishmen formed a camp on the hill of Tara, but they were attacked and defeated by the British. 400 men were killed on that day, the 26th of May, and apparently the Leah Fowl was moved to mark their deaths. The importance of the Hill of Tara is deeply rooted in the people of Ireland. According to legend, five ancient roads meet at Tara, linking it with the five provinces of Ireland, Ulster, Munster, Leinster and Connacht and Meath. In 1843, the famous Irish nationalist leader Daniel O'Connell organised a peaceful demonstration to claim home rule for Ireland. No less than 750,000 people got together on the hill of Tara. Surprisingly, a British Prime Minister, John Russell, inherited the Tara estate during the 19th century. At the beginning of the 20th century, Tara was vandalised by a group of British Israelites who thought that the British were part of the lost tribe of Israel and that the Ark of Covenant was hidden in the hill. Finally, the Irish government bought the northern part of the hill in 1952 and the southern part in 1972. More recently, when the government decided to build the M3 motorway, 2.2 kilometres away from the hill of Tara, there were vehement protests by those who wanted to preserve the peace and tranquillity of the monumental Hill of Tara. However, despite all the protests to protect an area which is so important to our heritage, the motorway went ahead and was opened in 2010. The Tara brooch is often associated with the Hill of Tara, but in fact, it has nothing to do with Tara. The brooch was found in 1850 on the beach by a woman at Bettystown in County Meath about 25 kilometres from Tara. It is thought to have been buried in the earth as a means of protecting it from the Vikings or the Norman invaders as it dates from the late 7th or 8th century. In a 12th century codex, the Book of Leinster, there is an account of another precious brooch being hidden in the earth and so it is likely that the owner of the so-called Tara brooch did the same as a way of protecting it from being stolen. I say so-called because the name Tara brooch was given by a Dublin jeweller called George Waterhouse to the brooch which was found in 1850. He had bought the brooch from the lady who had found it and had placed it on display at the Great Exhibition in London in 1851 and also in the Dublin Industrial Exhibition in 1853 and the Paris Exposition Universelle in 1855, calling it the Tara brooch. He knew by giving it the name Tara, people would associate it with the ancient seat of the High Kings of Ireland, and many women would consider it as being some way linked to the nobility and that they themselves might be possible descendants of royalty. 
George Waterhouse sold the brooch to the Royal Irish Academy in 1864. Tara brooches became so very fashionable that they became the generic name for Celtic revival brooches. The jeweller, George Waterhouse, certainly had his head screwed on when he gave the name Tara brooch to the brooch that was found by a woman in Bettystown.